Hey guys, welcome back to the To Be Frank podcast. So, Jason, how have you been this week? Pretty good. Um, last time we recorded was two days ago, so not much has changed since then. <laughs> Just kind of been doing the same sort of thing, writing, did some work yesterday afternoon, and then we've got today. So, <laughs> what about you? Anything new? Yeah, mm, nothing crazy. Might change careers, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing as of yet, though. You just, have to just keep us updated on that. Yeah, we'll see how we go. See if um, that ends up working out. But I see you've got some interesting articles that we might be planning to talk yeah. about. Yeah. What have you got? Um, so o- over the last week, I, I've been kind of following. Many of you might have seen this, um, this thing about this metal monolith, which just randomly showed up in the Utah desert. Um, for those who aren't aware of this thing, um, basically, about a week ago, something like that, this this metal pillar, um, like made of aluminium, it's shiny and all that, just appeared randomly in the Utah desert, without any kind of information about what it is, why it was there, that sort of thing. So, of course, when the internet discovered this, there was all kinds of theorizing about what it could be, and the main sort of hysteria around it was that it was aliens um, or some kind of extraterrestrial uh, construct that has been placed there for god knows what reason Um, and then a few days ago it vanished just disappeared Um, it's also happened in other parts of the world Um, there was one in romania which appeared in some old dacian ruin and that was then just taken away and then one in california yesterday was um, removed by a bunch of guys shouting things like Christ is King and America first. They replaced it with a cross saying that um, Christ is better than aliens. Um, now, of course, it's probably just some local artist has decided to chuck up some sort of modern art display for some reason. Um, and then some people have copied it and done their own thing in other parts of the world. But people don't want to accept that people want to kind of theorize about aliens and talk about aliens or whatever um could have placed it there anything other than just some local prankster Mm. um so what i found interesting about this this phenomena wasn't the 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 monolith itself that i kind of find it uninteresting it's just a bit of metal that someone's put up in the desert um for some silly reason probably and they're probably sitting at home laughing at everyone (laughs) what i find interesting about this though is the reaction to it um it it generated this kind of sort of semi-joking hysteria around what could have created it um the main theory being aliens of course i think this kind of it it shows something about our culture Mm. or our society you know it it reveals that we are so keen to look for the abnormal or the supernatural or the extraterrestrial or mm. uh, some kind of excitement um, when a, a bit of metal is put up in the desert. <laughs> I mean, I, I do see where they're coming from in some ways, though. Like, I, I can see how people would, like, end up at that, I guess, alien yeah. idea. Or, like, because it's, I guess... And it's like, for instance, there's a lot of people who will be, like, convinced by Flat Earth. Yeah. You know, things like that. It's very... I can see how that would become convincing in some ways. Yeah. I mean, it is 
pretty weird. Um, but I think I think what's interesting about it is how people immediately jump to aliens when yeah. they see this sort of thing. Um, it couldn't be I mean, an artist or... Yeah. It's not the first thing they just think. It is strange. doesn't look like it's from this world. Yeah. I think, like, most people don't actually think it's aliens. Like, they're kind of just sort of joking or being yeah. ironic or... Or just sort of jumping in on the hype for the fun of it. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think most people actually believe aliens put this thing there. But I think behind every joke is a shred of truth. Mm. Um, there is something real behind these. This sort of joking hysteria. Um, I think it reveals something about the way that we think in the twenty first century. Um, we have these kind of mundane lives where everything is the same mm. day to day um and so i think people have this desire for some kind of excitement something yes. weird or different or uh, life-changing to happen because imagine if this was an alien structure it would change everything yeah, it would change true, the yeah. way we see the world it would change the way we operate it would change the way we view ourselves so I guess there's like the 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 moment that something like this could be proved to be mm. aliens or whatever, whatever the thing was, it's like that would end up changing everything so drastically that it would yeah. then be quite interesting. And I people, guess. I think, what the reaction to this monolith reveals is that people want that kind of drastic change. Yeah, there's a sort of subconscious desire for um, for us to be living in like a sci-fi film. Yeah, well, or, I, or I don't like know. That. That I don't know if it's necessarily new. Like, I remember... Well, I don't remember, but I... Like, when reading about, like, the World Wars, for instance, mm. it seemed as though people in general, at the start, were quite sort of excited to go to war. Like, it was like an adventure. Yeah. Or something like that. And it feels as though this is along a similar vein. It's, like, not acknowledging the actual consequences of that. Mm. Like, let's say this genuinely was an alien. <laughs> probably not the greatest thing no like we don't know what it does you know could be anything yeah if, if humans were to encounter aliens i think we would want to be the ones visiting them yes. and not the other way around mm. um but like yeah you're right people uh, don't really consider the consequences they just want it to happen like it's mm. it's i think it's gotten to a point and you're right i don't think it's super new mm. but um, it's something that we can see a lot of nowadays, especially with the internet, which just hypes things up even more. Yeah. Um, I think it, it does reveal that people want some kind of drastic change regardless of the consequences. Yeah. Like the, the current world we live in and the current lifestyle that a lot of people have is so, um, mundane that people would prefer some kind of apocalyptic scenario yeah. to... To what we currently have. Yeah, because I can re remember being envious, not being envious, but secretly wishing that there was some sort of like World War Three or <laughs> something like that. Like I, 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 it's like maybe it's the drama of it. Yeah, like, I think that's it. Like reading news articles, looking on YouTube to be like, when will World War Three yeah. start? Things like that. It's like you know, like, and then you'll have something like coronavirus, and then you'll be like, oh, is this going to lead to World yeah. War Three? And it's like you're constantly waiting yeah. for that thing. I think everything is so dramatized. And like we have all these movies and and media and stuff that... Um, like the thing of disaster movies or alien mm. movies or yeah. or something like that where something will happen and it will just, just be absolutely devastating to the world and everything mm. will change. Um, I think 
people see this and they they're sort of they fall in love with the drama yeah and want something but like it, an alien is that necessarily encounter. problematic i mean i'm not saying it's problematic or unproblematic i'm just saying i find it interesting no it's, yeah that's true yeah that it's it definitely intriguing this. how quickly people grasp mm. or go to things like same thing with like COVID 19 yeah like very quickly it's like it's a government lie or yeah it's this and it's that well i remember back in like back before it was even called COVID 19 mm. back before anyone really knew what it was i remember back like it was october or november last year yeah and i read a i read an article on um bbc or something mm. saying that like second case of a bubonic plague like flu recorded <laughs> in china yeah um so there was like the first few cases of of what we now know as covid mm. um appearing in china but we didn't have any idea what it was it was just some weird yeah. kind of serious uh, flu-like um illness mm. um people the moment that article came out people were making memes and stuff about how yeah no i remember, start I like remember the plague memes, yeah. and things like that but then people kind of forgot about it yeah i remember i was telling everybody around me and like january i was like this is actually going to be a thing i remember that you like i did i tell you as well yeah you posted to Instagram. oh my god <laughs> i was infuriated i was like guys this is actually going to be a problem yeah and everyone was like fuck don't worry about it yeah and what happened yeah but like it was it was infuriating because it was i felt like a conspiracy theorist yeah like and <laughs> my mom was like this is not a big deal what yeah. are you talking about i told everybody again and again and again and nobody listened and it's yeah. like i feel as though maybe that's how people who are like flat earthers or something might feel yeah like because it definitely was me like reading into it so far that I all I would just read about it all day. Every day I would check the news, check yeah. the COVID nineteen statistics. Yeah, and it's like you just get in this wormhole of like this thing is going to change the world one hundred percent. And like it, it was kind of lucky that it was COVID that did it, but then there was also a lot of smart people being like, "This might be a problem." Yeah, I think I mean, even though you were right, <laughs> it was based on nothing. Like, no, it was it was not based on nothing. Come on, you no, saw it was a not. few cases of a disease. No, absolutely not. <laughs> the the logic was there. It's like you saw how fast it was spreading. The, the, the way they described the spread of it. Yeah, but like you okay. So you for instance, were there, there were there were I believe there were other people warning about it at the same time that I was. For instance, Sam Harris, I believe. The the I did my Instagram stories talking about it, and then like a week later, Sam Harris released a podcast being like, "Guys, this is a problem." Right. This was before March. This was probably. January, February, kind of like yeah. around there, and like I was like, bruh. And he said in the podcast, he was saying how he feels as though that he's a week ahead of everybody else in terms of the response to it. And I felt like a month ahead because I was just like, guys, look at this, look at this, and yeah. everyone's ignoring it. And it's just like it was infuriating, man. <laughs> like, like because it wasn't it like it wasn't based on nothing because I ne I barely ever do that. Right. Barely ever. I've never in my life before been like, guys, this is a big deal. Like, this is a big deal. Okay. I'll believe you then. But I also thought it would be big, something big, but I was basing it on nothing. I was basing it on a hunch. I saw a few cases of a disease. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's going to be a plague. Mm. Um, but, the, the, but I feel but, like every now and then you'll see a news article that says there's going to yeah. be a plague. Um, but so, like, I mean, I I, pre I thought it would, amount, it would be something big, but... 
I didn't really have many much evidence to prove my theory. It was yeah. kind of just a hunch for me. And I think that I'm not the only one who had this experience. Yeah. And I think that a lot of a lot of people would think that because of the whole drama. Like yeah. people people want this kind of yeah, drama. I, I, I want the play it. Like I kind of there was a part of me that was like that would be really interesting. We have a whole plague. How will we actually, mm. how would society deal with that? Now we yeah. kind of understand. Like there was a part of me like wanting it to go on, yeah. you know, not in like a terrible, like it yeah. sounds terrible, but like, it's... No, I think, I think a lot of people have that and, yeah. and it's morbid. And I, don't I think, think it's inherent. Yeah. I don't think it's a true desire for it to happen. But yeah. It's like kind of a part. Like of if you it. actually realize the reality of it. Yeah. But it's more like. It's, it's kind of, of like it's... when you're driving down the motorway and you just have like a sudden thought, oh, what if I yeah. drove into the other lane <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. like we're that? You're holding a knife like, and you're like, happen? I could just chop yeah. my hand off. Yeah. Like a kind of impulsive type thing. Um, yes. Just a curiosity. Yes. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it might be even like an evolutionary thing. Like. Yeah. We're considering the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It helps us with survival and stuff. But I think, I think the like current culture, current media, that sort of thing really, really hypes these things. 100%. So like you might have a sort of instinctive, impulsive thing to be like, Oh, this would be interesting. If there was a plague, what would we do? What would happen? And then the media hypes that up and just like fully, blows yeah, up because like at the start that of COVID, design, it, was a, it, was, it was like yeah terrible yeah like it's just like it all they would say is yeah it still is definitely yeah like there's no like i think there was a statistic something like 90 percent of news is negative it's like yeah. and the the problem i think it's stephen pinker who talks about this in general um it's like in general progress happens in small bits rather than catastrophic events yeah but bad things can obviously happen in catastrophic events yeah and they get views, so it's like the media is kind of incentivized yeah. to talk about negative things in general. So it's like because that's what gets people's attention, and I think yes. that's because because of the whole like desire for a, for drama, mm. and it's why this stupid, boring piece of metal <laughs> in the middle of a, of a desert. But I mean, has it, it is novel. So it is novel in the desert. Like yeah, but like it's... like how did you get that there? You know, so probably just drove it, that, it there in that heavy? Truck or How something. heavy is it? It's it's not that big. It's probably really light. <laughs> yeah, it's just a piece of aluminium. But if they, like... if they had to have it removed, you know, like it's like the Christian group who um, removed mm. the one in America. Well, those guys just knocked it down. I think. Oh right. Um, but no, like it's not really complex. It's not super heavy. It's just a shiny metal. It's just a bit of metal. So the person who put it there probably just drove it there in a truck, yeah. stuck it up in the middle of the night. There's obviously no cameras around. It's the middle of the desert. Yeah. And he just drove away. I wonder how it's like fastened down. Like, is it literally just standing there? I, would, I don't know how I it's fastened down. That, see, that's but, the thing. But like, it's, it is novel, but yeah, just like, if you think about it in relation to other things, like put it into... A wider context it's nothing it's yeah, just if, a if bit you of put metal a plaque, in the a plaque in front of it saying this is art by this person you wouldn't blink twice no like it's not exactly like it's so scientific yeah. it's just a so what what people are what hypes this up what people what catches this the attention of everyone mm. about this thing and why it's being posted to all kinds of news articles and things like that mm. i think the reason it's got so much attention is because of the mystery yeah 
and because of the potential that it could be something dramatic. Yeah, like, there's, there's no... They don't give you an answer. Yeah. There's no answer there. It just, you yeah. kind of have to infer or... It's like, think it's it's like that graffiti artist Banksy. Yes, exactly. His, That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, the only reason his art gets hype is because... No one knows. No who one he knows is. who he is. Yeah, yeah. If if it was, so then you think is it Obama? Yeah. Like if, <laughs> if if his name, if like if we knew who Banksy was, no one would like. Yeah, he, look he wouldn't twice. be nearly as. Yeah, he'd um, just be. A, but also, I think artist. him in particular, his name gives him like more ability to make statements with his work. I don't know yeah. much of his work, but it seems as though in general they're they're statements of some kind, mm. and it's like. If you're anonymous, generally you can make statements yeah. in a little bit safer of a way. Yeah. Or... But part of what makes... Like, a statement isn't effective if no one listens to it. Exactly, yes. And the true. only reason people listen to his statements is... I mean, because of the name, Banksy. Like, people recognize yeah. his art. Like, yeah. oh, this is a Banksy He's art. one of the few artists But the only reason he is famous in the first place is because we don't know him. Yeah, which is strange. Yeah. Peculiar. Like, um, if, if we just started doing the exact same kind of art... Yeah. It would be, like, probably not the same. Like, there could be multiple Banksies. Yeah, that's the thing. There might not even be one one person. Yeah. Same thing with Anonymous. Yeah. That group. It's like, there's all this, like, ooh. Yeah. Random. And I, I, I don't want to fu- fuck with them. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, we don't know who runs it. Yeah. And we don't know who is, like, paired with them. Yeah. Or well, what I they think, actually do. The thing with Anonymous, it's like... It, it, it's anyone can put on a Guy Fawkes mask and hack a hack something. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe that's the point. Yeah. Hmm. And so I think it's uh, similar with this monolith. Like, it it's just a it's a bit of metal, a bit of aluminium. I think it's actually ugly, and I don't think people should be putting <laughs> these things up. It ruins the it ruins the landscape and things like that. But aside I think from it that, does look kind of nice. No, nah, it's hideous. I mean, it's not that bad. If I saw something, if like I had that, one I'm of those in my out. backyard, I wouldn't be too pissed. Well, that's your backyard, though. If I was, if I saw one of those in, nature, in, in, in like a park, and it's just in the middle of the park, I'd be fine with that. I would not have a problem with that. Reasonably good. If I was walking out in nature, if I was walking out in this desert and I saw that, I'd. What about like, it. um, you know that park by the library? Well, that's like a public park. Yes, exactly. Like, this is. True. The middle true. of the desert. This it's is literally like, the middle of the desert. It's, it's nature. It's hmm. it's not like a sort of it's not like a park next to a library. But you can in, put up a in bit that of case though. Art. It is just a drop in the sea. Like, yeah, but that's but it the thing. Does it's caused so much hype? Just yeah. this, this bit of nothing, <laughs> and I think it shows something about our like. I think you know who put it there. Nah, <laughs> maybe I put it there. <laughs> yeah, but now you're just generating more hype. Yeah, just to maybe <laughs> dispel it. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's like kind of hype for my book. Yeah, it might be, it might be. Yeah, this is going to be the final scene. <laughs> <laughs> this pillar is actually maybe a turning point. <laughs> like I think I think it reveals something about our culture where we're so fixated on something big happening, whether it's something bad or something good. But um, I think the same thing happens with like Netflix documentaries. Yeah. Like, oh, ha- have you seen the game changers? Oh, have you seen the social dilemma? Yeah. Have you seen X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I think, in general, people want to be entertained, which I don't think is wrong. But yeah, it does say something about people not maybe potentially not being that. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe people don't have that much purpose, or like maybe. 
and I mean, going too far. I, I guess that's a valid um, thought. Like people might feel that they don't have purpose, whether they know it consciously or subconsciously. Hmm. Um, and an alien invasion or alien interaction gives purpose. purpose. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it puts us in in the context of something we. Instead of just like being someone who goes to work and eats and even, sleeps. Even and... COVID-19, it gave me purpose because yeah. I was working at a supermarket. Yeah. And I literally felt felt like I was saving the country. Yeah. <laughs> I was like doing all these orders for old people and yeah. I was like, wow. Well, that's I the am, thing. Like, I'm saving lives it, right now. It puts you in, in contrast to something else. So if, mm. there was, if this was an alien structure, yes. um, it would mean that we aren't just going about our daily lives, but rather we're going about our daily lives as part of something bigger. Yes, we, we have to, to join as yeah. all of humanity to defeat these aliens. Yeah, or not. Maybe some of us could join with the aliens to defeat other parts of humanity, <laughs> which is probably more likely what would happen. You reckon? I reckon, because if you look at, like, history, um, for example, like... Well, how, what if they just saw us as all the same and they are just like, we're literally just going to well, fuck they're, you guys they're not, they're not stupid. There'll be... So like, yeah, like, let's... If you look well, at, for would, example, hmm. the history of the United States, when Europeans first arrived there... It wasn't natives versus whites. Yes. But rather, some some tribes, some nations would um, side with the with with the Europeans against their rival tribes and Damn. vice versa. Um, so Europeans would take advantage of the um, natives, and the natives would take advantage of the Europeans for their own interests. And I think if we had an alien encounter, that's more likely what would happen. You'd have like. The, the superpowers like Russia, China, and US, US scrambling to lick the boots of these aliens, <laughs> so then the aliens can help them defeat I don't think their we would rivals. See Putin licking any boots. Have you heard the story about Putin in the NBA ring? No. He like there was this NBA player that um they were doing. They met him basically, mm. and then he just went up to him and he said, "Oh, can I try on your ring?" And he like gave him the ring, and then Putin puts on the ring. Yeah, and he just. He's, he's like, he basically infers that he's going to keep the ring now. <laughs> and he just walks off of it. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying literal bootlicking, but like... <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, but, but we'd be... We'd be Ass-kissing, whatever. Yeah, like trying to get them on their side so then that we, we can have advantage over our other rivals. Because even if we encounter aliens, they're far away, but China's just over the Pacific from the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of safe down here in little old New Zealand. Mm. But the aliens probably wouldn't leave us alone, but they might just not care about us. But then eventually, someone, thing would, is, someone would come for us. The aliens would be here for their own interests. Yeah. And then every country in the world has their own interests. Mm. And so every country in the world is going to use this to their advantage, either mm. opposing the aliens for but their do, own do internal think, interests. I think or, the typical like um, allies would still exist. Like, the people who typically ally up in certain wars would probably still be the same thing. Like, instantly we realize there's an alien threat. The US and all, like, the UK, etc. Mm. would probably all join up, etc. Europe, etc. Yeah. Well, you know, Western Europe. Yeah. And then, but the question is, would we side with the aliens, or would we... I doubt it. I doubt it. I think it would be a hard narrative to sell. Because the whole, like, World War One, World War Two. The U.S. has, I mean, not the U.S., but, like, the Allies, I don't know what they were called in World War One. they were always, like, we're the good guys fighting against tyranny, especially in World War Two. Yeah. It's, like, the, the, the pinnacle of we are fighting against tyranny. Yeah. And the aliens kind of present tyranny in this situation. I don't know. I'm a bit more skeptical. 
Well, you, how how would you justify that though? Well, like, we could say they're bringing us new technology, okay, new yeah, ways but of then, living, but then it's all like, sorts of what are we, We're trading new technology for billions of deaths or something or whatever. Well, it doesn't, whatever I'm not necessarily aliens. saying it could be a massive war. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. They just joined society. They, they, they could, I mean, it, it, I, it's, it's hard to predict what would actually happen. <laughs> Surely but, it would be a war. If they, were, if they were intelligent enough to get here, and they're like, holy shit, this planet can... If they were smart, can have life. Let's just take it. If they were intelligent enough to get here, I don't even reckon they would need to spill a single drop of blood to subjugate the whole planet. <laughs> they would just keep us living here. They, if they're intel, if they're advanced enough and intelligent yeah. enough to be able to get here, yeah, then I don't think they would need to act, just use brute force to take over yeah, and true. control us. But couldn't they? Hmm. They they could just say hello hello President Joe Biden, yeah. Um, we've got this cool new technology that you can use for whatever, either mm. to help your society or to beat the terrorists or whatever you want to do with it. Yes. Um, just like I don't know, give us what we want in return. Yeah, but wouldn't they just want everything? Who's to say? You don't know what True. their goals are. Yeah, but in, they might just in want general, if you're going us. around colonizing places. You probably want the most control possible. But you probably want the most out of it. Well, that's the thing. If they can control a superpower... Yes. And but then the, give the, that the superpower, superpower... to them is a joke. No, but they would understand, like, this 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 country is a superpower in this... Yes. In this... But to, the, to them, each superpower is like yeah. an ant. Yeah. So they it's, might as well like just stomp to, on the ant. But why would they bother? <laughs> when they could just do it peacefully and... And not have any have any issues at all. I guess, I guess, but the, the, we're a nuisance in general for them. We're just another thing using up the resources. You know, like why would yes. they? That would just make humans extinct. Like they're just like. I mean, they could do that. That could be something they. If do. I was them, I would just get rid of us. <laughs> like we're literally just an ant taking up water and oxygen for them. Yeah, like, well, it, I it mean, would, it would just be. You can't predict what they would do. There's all like all kinds of scenarios. Um, have you? There's this game, Stellaris. It's a strategy game. I think you I've can have similar situations where you play as like a spacefaring civilization, and you can meet uh, primitive um, civilizations who haven't reached space travel yet. <laughs> and that could be either like what we have now, or so we living in so like we a wouldn't be classified as reaching space travel. We would be. We would still be technically primitive in this game because we um, don't have the ability to, like, colonize other planets and stuff. We just kind of have little satellites and things like that. Old mate Elon is working on it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what what would happen with aliens, but that's the thing. People like thinking about this sort of thing. Mm. And that's what this monolith sort of, that sparks. Do you think this is a symptom of... I want to be careful how I word this because I don't want to make it sound as though I think capitalism is problematic. But do you think it's a symptom of capitalism, in a way? Um, I don't know. Like, for instance, let's say obesity. I think obesity is likely a symptom of capitalism in general. Because the main issue with food, like, this Mm. could be a long thing, but I'll try and make it short. Um, It's like, with obesity, in general, the main issue is people eat too much food. Right. But it's not really their fault. It's more that the environment they live in is so conducive to obesity that you can't not gain weight. Yeah. Um, that could be misinterpreted as saying it's outside of their control. It's not. But in general, the issue is 
the corporations make a lot of money making food that tastes real good. Yeah. It's real cheap, whatever. And it's like they don't... Again, it's only because there's a... there's a like They don't necessarily have a monopoly, but it's just whoever can make the most yeah. for the cheapest basically wins. I mean, I think capitalism plays a role um, because, I mean, this website that this article is on makes money. Like, their, yes. their, their primary goal is to make a profit. Yes. And that's the primary goal of a of a business and capitalism is to, to create a profit for that company. Yeah. And hype, generating hype over something creates profit. Like, if, yes. if you can create profit off of something as stupid as a bit of aluminium in the desert, <laughs> why wouldn't you? That's that's something that happens in capitalism. And then you could make movies about it. You could do all sorts of things about it. Um, mm. But I don't think if capitalism went away, I don't think this sort of yeah, I think there's something culture, about this mentality... Yeah, I, I don't think that would but go away. But I do think that general, like... I don't know. I, don't, I, I think there's a part of the general, like, for instance, Netflix culture. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Or social media culture, like... I think social media is kind of a different bucket of worms yeah. because it's so it's addictive by itself. Yeah. Netflix might not necessarily be addictive. Well, they might be, but yeah. I mean, it is easy on Netflix to go to the next thing again. Yeah, again. that's you true. People but let's say, like, like, the social dilemma. It's, you know, it's one documentary. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like watching a movie. Yeah. Like, it's not really much more addictive than other formats. And, like, to, to make the decision to go and watch a whole other thing that's an hour and a half yeah, long... Yeah, true. It wouldn't be that like oh just yeah just mm. let it play you know. I mean I think like now, anime that talking, is addictive. <laughs> I think what you're talking about is like things like a single one-off film, but that generates so much hype. Yes. People go to watch that thing because of the hype around it. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of times. Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, like the game something like wouldn't be what it, what yeah. it was. Like something that people that. wouldn't watch on their own, based on their own decisions, yeah. then go and watch that because there's hype around it. Because there's 12 friends who have yeah. told them to go and watch it. Yeah. Um, and, and social media and all that definitely um, amplifies that sort of thing. And mm. related to this monolith as well, it amplifies hype around these sorts of things where something that, pe- that people wouldn't usually care about suddenly care about it because there's hype. Yes. Like, I guess if you just saw this thing in the desert... But you're already being sold a narrative, which probably adds another level. Yeah. Like, if you saw it, that kind of is different from being told about it. Yeah. Inherently. Like, I think if I was... Before all the hype around this, if I think I was the first person to discover this, I was just walking through the Utah desert and I discovered this thing. I'd look at it, shrug, and move on. Yeah, same, yeah. Or I would look at it, be a bit disgusted by whatever that is. But <laughs> it's assume, not that bad. I'd assume it's some kind of, like... It's there for, like, surveying or something like that. Yes, I would assume it's for some boring purpose. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, oh, this is here because of this reason. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a thing that's just there. Yeah, so I just I just move on, probably. And I wouldn't think anything of it. I wouldn't bother taking a photo of it. I wouldn't share it with any news sources. Yeah, it is pretty but then when, mundane. Yeah, but then... And I think a lot, of, a lot of people would have the same thing. Most people, even, probably... They might look at it and like, just ignore yeah, it and not I'm even not, register. I'm not special. I think most people would have the same reaction if they just came across something like this. Mm. But, you know, there's hype around it now. And so suddenly everyone's fixated on this thing. Yeah. Why, though? Like... Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it's, like, unexplained. Yeah. There's exactly. no answer. 
But yeah. it's I can see how people could go to the conclusion that there's some technology in here that's mm. gonna it's a it's a bomb or it actually goes ten kilometers into the earth and yeah. three of them link together or some <laughs> shit. Like you know? Like yeah. I can see yeah. how I can see how people could come to that conclusion. Yeah. I think I, it, like I guess my conclusion is just like it's just interesting seeing the way people react to this sort of thing. To mm. see this sort of why do people want this to be something big? Because mm. they they might be talking about it jokingly and say like they might consciously not want an alien invasion, but there is something subconscious there. That's like oh that would yeah. be interesting to at least spe- yeah. experience that in a safe sense. Yeah, like if there was an option to like use virtual reality to like experience a whole ass alien invasion tomorrow, exactly the same as your normal life, but they just add an alien invasion tomorrow. I think a lot of people would probably want to do that. Zombie yeah. apocalypse, same thing. Like, yeah, I guess maybe that's what dreams are. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, people and like the zombie apocalypse thing. Or well, people always ask like, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? What would you do? Oh, I don't know. Depends <laughs> on the zombies, and depends on <laughs> depends standard, on the situation. Sta- standard like, uh, can they walk or run? They can run sometimes. Hmm. Like one out of ten can run. I'd probably just like get a bunch of people close to me and. Go buy a bunch of, like, easy-to-use weapons. Like, things like axes and clubs, not, like, guns and crossbows yeah. and all that. Um, Try to get a crossbow. And, like, just, I'd, I'd take camping gear and go out. Like, we're pretty lucky in New Zealand. We don't have a huge density. In Auckland, we're kind of fucked. Yeah, but, I like... Was, it, I, even, was, I was driving in traffic the other day, and we have a density, trust me. Yeah, like, but, like, what I'm saying is if you can get out, that's, like, you can go anywhere. Yeah, just we hide, literally like, have the whole yeah. island. Um, and even, like, parts of Auckland, you could go and hide out. Do you think people would, like, say all of society basically degenerated, there was one radio that broadcasted from somewhere, do you think people would still, like, do you think people would end up killing each other on site? Mm, I don't think it would be completely chaotic. There would be fighting, definitely. But there would probably be some societies within that, like, someone would yeah. make a village or yeah. something. Yeah, and that's what I would try to do. Hmm. I try to set up a um a little community. I hope you find like somewhere. Community. I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be yeah. I'd be very displeased if I if I saw on Instagram you like <laughs> me and my little barricade. <laughs> like you, I'm, you, I'm sitting you, in my you're sitting in, in my group. wardrobe. You and your group come along <laughs> and and find you go to the settlement. You find the settlement already established, and you go and ask around. Oh, hey, who runs this? You find out it's <laughs> me. <laughs> I'd be furious. Jason, no, you, you can you can join my zombie apocalypse team. Right, we right. set up a little community in like yeah. a Do place with a abundant or? resources. No, because we don't have internet <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, 3G. No, no. no. So we're just like you know. Start surely, surely, living. if there was a zombie apocalypse, they could literally just give everyone 3G. Like, is that is that not a thing? Eventually, it would get to a point. Well, if it's like the movies, at least. It'll get to a point where... Because you need people to run... I guess you do. Run the 3G and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I guess I, I, have no, I have no clue how that stuff works. It's not just... It's, it's just, not like a water where you can just go and scoop some up. That's how it feels, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but like, you've got hundreds of people behind that. Yes, that's true. But, like, surely they mm, I don't know. I guess that probably is quite a big operation. Yeah, I, I just, like, find, like, a nice place out in the wilderness around the country to... Man, imagine if I had no books. I would be fucked. Yeah. That would be the one thing I'd really want to bring. I would just put all my books in my car. Because it's like, the kind of books that I own, I could probably read them a few times over and it would still be fine. Well, 
we could get a band together. So we have our settlement. We could get a band of like guys together and go like raiding libraries. And <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have to go go looting for food, t- tools and supplies. Because no, who's gonna raid a library? We would be the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> like there would be us and three other nerds. Yeah. We'd run into like another group of like nerds, <laughs> and we'd be like, "Mate, can, yeah, I, can I, mean, I have Plato's Republic?" <laughs> and they'd be like, "No, I'm not giving it to you." Trade, trade like Marcus Aurelius for Plato. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was listening to Marcus this morning. Beautiful man, meditations. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do what what happens in the movies or what people usually talk about with a zombie apocalypse, where they they plan to stay in the city and just fight yeah, the zombies. Fuck that. Like, Nah. It's definitely the... But do you reckon if you... So let's say everyone clipped off New Zealand right now and it was just us. Do you think me and you could survive in the wilderness right now? I reckon we'd have a pretty good go of it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question well, is... What would we do? Like, we would need tools to kill stuff. Has our society broken down? No, no, no. Just, so we just go out People just us. don't exist anymore. But oh, so, okay. so any services so that require people won't gone. exist. Yeah, They just exist. They just stop existing. And we have to go into the wilderness. Do we have, like, all the cities and everything? Like, that house abandoned? there would still exist. Right. And all the stuff inside it would still be there. Well, why would we go out into the wilderness, then? I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have all this stuff here. So, you, what about no if, we just, if someone just us. dropped us off in the middle of the wilderness? There was, there was, there was a 100-meter high wall around the whole perimeter. Some evil people dropped us there. Do you think we could just live there? In New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand. The, the bush? Yeah. I reckon we could survive there. What we eat? We could eat birds, bugs. Hoo-hoo grubs. <laughs> yep, they count as bugs, I guess. Yes. Um, there's all kinds of like root vegetables that we could sustain ourselves on. Mm, probably find fish, eels. Yep, that's true. I would eat an eel if I had to. Have you, ever, probably... have you never eaten eel before? No, you've eaten weird things. I've had eel sushi before. What did you say you, you'd eaten the other, not the other day, like a, two months ago when we went to that beach? What did you say you ate? It was something really weird. It was some weird meat. I don't know. Oh, it was strange. It was strange. I don't <laughs> know what it was. I mean, but like, I think it'd be pretty easy to survive if we were dropped out in the New Zealand wilderness. It'd be hard. We might die. I reckon <laughs> what would kill us if we did it would die... It would suck if one of us died. What would kill us would is suck. cold, I reckon. Yeah, that's true. So... And how would you protect against that, realistically? Like, you to... can make a hut and all yeah. that, but like... You'd have to find... But, okay, but if you're fire. in, like, Auckland temperature at all times, you're not going to die. There's oh, no... the bush gets pretty cold at night. Have you been in the bush at night, sleeping there? Not sleeping there. But, like, but, like there's, there's no sun, nothing but, trapping yeah, the heat. I guess that's true. But, like, say you have your own hut and you cover yourself in... Yeah. Leaves Once we something. get over the initial protecting ourselves from the cold, we'd be fine. Yes. And I guess, like, it's not like, it's not like we're in Siberia. I need a lot but, of calories, though. So, I don't know if we could get, like... 3,000, at least 3,000 calories a day from the bush. Might have to lose some weight. You would have to lose some weight. Fuck, that sucks. (laughs) That would be really stressful. How would we write and read? Well, we wouldn't. We'd be... Oh, man. But, like, I reckon, like, we'd be kind of... It'd be a pretty chill life. Yeah. Once we got... Once we got established and settled, it'd be pretty chill. But let's say if there was literally no one else, we would have this knowledge of, like, oh, societies, we can write and create stuff. Yeah. We would have nothing to do it with. We'd have to figure out how to create paper. No, I don't reckon we'd need to. If it's just us two, (laughs) we're not going to be creating a society. Yes. Absolutely (laughs) not. Once we die, that's it. Yeah. 
So we don't need to write stuff down or but, anything but, like that. But writing, anybody, writing is not only there to for people to be to read it. I write in my journal every night. No one, no, I hope no one reads that. What we would be doing, I reckon, is we would set, we'd establish ourselves, set up a little way of of efficiently getting resources. Yes, that would be fun. Gathering resources. We'd wake up early in the morning to the sound of birdsong. Yeah, we'd we wouldn't have alarms. Not spend, spend a few hours at most collecting the, the resources we need yep. for the day or for the day, few days ahead. Yep. And then we'd just have the rest of the day to chill. But what would we do? We could meditate. We could discuss but all what? kinds of things that we've thought up. That's true. Like all kind, like we could. Don't you think it would lead to a lot of purpose, like purpose, lack of purpose? I reckon it would enhance our purpose because we've we're in a survival yes. situation constantly. I guess we're closer to biological drives then. Yeah, like that's the primary. Thing. But um, but like if we get the resources sorted and we literally know we're set, but I guess we won't have a fridge or a freezer, so it's well, not we exactly. We need like, it though. Exactly, exa- we wouldn't have long term storage. Mm. So at all times we would need to be somewhat conscious of how much stock we have. Yeah. So then I guess that would probably give us some level of purpose. But like we would, I reckon we'd have abundant resources out in the New Zealand bush. Probably, yeah. Even more so if we managed to get to a, a coast. Because we've got the sea. Or, yeah. Yep. Um, we probably could, yeah. I reckon we'll be fine. If we drop down the bush, we'd... Do you reckon we could make like a, some way to transport ourselves? Would we literally have to walk everywhere? We'd just have to walk everywhere. I'm a pretty good You'd runner. Get used to I was it, a good though. runner back in the day. I don't know, maybe if we had like a river or stream or we something, could train. we could have like we could a train. raft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could definitely make a boat, 100%. Yeah, we could make like a little gym out of branches. And uh, I think I would up, just have to get up the branch. Gym. Hypertrophy would have no Bunch utility. Bunch of rocks. Like, what would be the utility of hypertrophy then? There literally would be no utility. Well, you've, you've, told, you've told me that it's like good for your health and stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't matter anymore because it won't, it, it, it's good for population health. I guess. Like, if you give people more muscle mass in general, they'll be healthier. It's a good way to combat obesity and stuff like yeah. that. Diabetes, etc. But if you're already living in the bush, health is your last concern. You're probably healthy enough. Like, all, all the food you're consuming is non-processed. Yeah. You exercise to get food. Health is not a problem. Like yeah, I mean, we... Hypertrophy combats hyper- lifestyle dish- issues. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't need hypertrophy. True. Which sucks. There'd be no mirrors, so you won't even know what you look like. Well, we'd look down at your bicep. Tell and each like, other. Be like, bro, you're looking jacked. And I'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cares how much I bench press in the bush. I also think if we were dropped there, we would have a sense of purpose in that we would be expecting that maybe one day we'll get out. Depends how we got dropped there. Yeah. But like, if, like you said, we've got a massive concrete wall around us. Yes. We would be. Well, probably... then it's some tyrannical person who's locked us in here. Yeah. We'd be probably trying to think of ways to get out. Maybe not obsessively. I would be thinking obsessively about that. That is all I would think about. You can do the resources. I'll do the wall climbing. Because <laughs> I... What I mean it's is just, like... It's just life would be so simple. Yeah. That it would almost be... How would you... Th- like, where would you find deep thought? Like, where would you go to think hard? You like sit under a tree. But Yeah, but like, what are you thinking hard about? How to get more berries? <laughs> like, no, like, you can. Like, there's no hard problems except you, survival. You can do like philosophy. You can think about the the cosmos. You can think about things beyond the material realm. You can ponder about the gods and what happens when we die and yes, things like that. You could true. ponder meaning. You but could, is 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 
I have this theory that work is only purposeful, or no, work is only fulfilling if it is shared with others. Well, we would be sharing it with each other. Yeah, but it's one person. So? <laughs> I guess. But it's like, if you were already pretty happy, philosophy would be not that useful. I reckon that's the path to happiness. Yes, but like, we're already pretty happy out there. But then I guess life's pretty good, to be honest. Maybe it's a... Decoding. I reckon we'd be, we'd be fine. Yeah. Surely we'd be bored, though. Nah. Surely. No, I don't reckon. We have the, the bush is our oyster. We'd have to record a lot of podcasts <laughs> every day. We do a daily podcast. <laughs> I don't reckon we'd be bored because we constantly th- like if we're not thinking about big abstract ideas, we'd be thinking about like cool Little new ways to inventions get or eels something. and things. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess we would just literally start society and yeah. the whole cycle of invention. Be cool if we could have some textbooks on like mathematics and calculus and yeah. physics, electronics. That would be useful. That would be what I would want. Like if I didn't, ah, oh. because like you would have to rediscover how to make a light bulb. We wouldn't need a light bulb. I know, but like, why not? If we want to progress our yeah. little society, like we would need things like light bulbs. Well, eventually. we would need metal. Yeah, we need that kind of stuff first. That would be probably. We literally have to go hard. through the Iron Age. Yeah. Like, would you? Would we start out with stone tools? Ideally, Mostly. stone and wood. We yes. have more wood than stone. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we're finding metal in New Zealand. I'm sure there is metal, but like you'd have to dig un- under the ground and then. But we would have find the metal and then refine it. Yeah, and... I'm sure that's pretty damn hard. Yeah. So we would probably just skip light bulbs. Do you reckon you could make a fire? I reckon I could make a fire. Yeah, I think it would take us a while though. I don't think it's one thing we could just do off the bat. Yeah take a while especially imagine it was dead like our first day would probably be our first Traumatic. priority is to make a fire yeah because we can go or a few a days I would I'll make the hut you make the fire okay because I, I I think the fire I could do it eventually but it would take a month or so might take a while but I you... reckon I could do the fire before it gets night time because what would you do you'd rub two sticks it's together eventually. wood find some way to create friction I guess yeah hmm the hut would be pretty simple though that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe and we, we wouldn't should, need maybe to we should about, do this. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. We wouldn't need to worry about water because uh, it's New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And I food we, we can we, last ages. We would need to think about water storage. No, probably not. We just get like a big leaves. leaves. Yeah. yeah. We just find like a stream and settle next to that stream. Yeah, that's and probably then, the best way to go. And then we don't need to store the water. we just got a constant source of clean running water. That would be really nice, actually. Mm. But it would be way better if we had some books. Yeah. Like, come on. But, like, we would read the books and that'd be... Yeah. It'd be done. But you could think more about the books. Like, okay, how many times can you read Plato's Republic? A lot. Nah, you're going to hate me for saying this. What? But honestly, if we were dropped out in the bush with books, if it's like Plato's Republic or something, I'd use it to make a fire. <laughs> I would fucking... I'd murder you on the spot. Population from two to one. I wouldn't let that happen, mate. It depends what book. Like, if you're ripping up, like, Harry Potter, okay. That's fine. Like, it's it's a fiction book. I'd, I'd rip up, like, Ryan Holiday, Marcus no, Aurelius. You wouldn't. You literally wouldn't. I would, I would create... I'd be in the Stone Age by the time you did that. We would have rival factions. You wouldn't get anywhere close, mate. I would let you rip up some of my books. Like, if I got to take all my books... I would let you rip up a decent amount. But some of them, I would have a seizure if you tried. <laughs> like, if you tried to rip up the art of war, man, 
I'd have a, I'd have a seizure. That would be very, very problematic. But like some, some self-help books, absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. It's dry, flammable paper. Yep. But so is the <laughs> self-help books. You can have those. If you got to bring three books, what would you bring? The only books you get to read for the rest of your life. Um, let me think. Should we go, one, really should we go one each? Hard one each. Question. Yeah. Fuck, that is a hard question. Probably, probably Phaedo by Plato. Hmm. It's it's a, it's this thing about Socrates' death, Ooh. and it's it's basically arguments for the immortality of the soul, because Plato's dying, and so he's justifying why he's not afraid to die. Wow. And I so did, I think I that need to good. read that. Yeah. The one that I was thinking of bringing was Mortality by Christopher Hitchens. What's that about? It's like because you know how he had cancer and he passed away. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I think it was like 2009, maybe. I'm not sure. But basically, he wrote it when he was having cancer. And he wrote the experience of it. And he's obviously a great writer, so he can articulate this very well. Mm. So all the thoughts he was having while he's dying, he was writing down. And he basically articulated, articulated the whole thing and how people oh, yeah. perceive him to be, how people perceive his situation to feel. Um, and he articulated the whole thing. And I guess at some point, you would need to read that because at one yeah. point, we would die. So something like that. It's interesting nice. that both of us chose a book related to dying. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, but it's kind of like, it's, it's, if I brought ego as the enemy, I think eventually yeah. that would get old. Eventually it yeah. wouldn't have that much like applicability. And you e- would, you would learn pretty quick that ego is the enemy if you're out in the bush. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Stillness is the key as well. These, like these books are antidotes to modern society. Mm. They're not antidotes to yeah. the human condition. Yeah, that really. But that, things like a book about about dying and that sort of thing—that that's, that's one of those forever. big questions that would be constantly on our mind. I think, and if we were living out in the bush, surviving, because hmm. you'd be wanting to ponder, why am I doing this? What is the end result of all of this? Like, hmm. eventually, you're going to die, whether it's the next day hmm. from hypothermia, or in like six decades after you've established your own little two-man village yeah. in the bush i think we would have die. to establish which book was better though for um death because we couldn't have two books about death we could <laughs> we could but like we that's a, that's a large percentage of our mm. three book share um any other second book you would have i think someone should bring lord of the rings or something like that oh, yeah i'll bring lord of the rings yeah. that'll be a good one like yeah. a three book trilogy on yeah. one kind of vibe. well the original lord of the rings is all one book yeah i've, got, I've actually got it but the That's publishers the publishers were like nah this is too long we can make triple the money if we split it up i think i've got one that's all three i don't know but it's here and i think they it's sell massive. it on now it's like a red one that's old no wait, oh. i'll literally get it I'll but yeah lord of the rings would be a good one to bring i reckon because that's like a classic and then maybe one of the like ancient um epics like like the odyssey or iliad hmm, i've never read them oh uh, it's you know what but they're like about, if they're right? just a story i i don't know if we would need that much more fiction well we wouldn't be having it for the story though because it's got a, so many it's got so many ideas so many themes and 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 that sort of thing in it that it would be so valuable every time we read it we would learn something new we'd have a new insight that's Whether true. it's Lord of the Rings or Homer's Iliad. Yeah, this one's got all three. Yeah. Pretty bring cool. that book then. Yep, I'll bring this. Put it in the suitcase now. <laughs> hmm. 
So yeah, you can bring that, I'll bring the Iliad. No, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, alright, you bring the Iliad. Yeah. I trust in Lord of the Rings. I've never actually read it. But <laughs> I trust that it's good. Based on what you've said, but mm. also it's Lord of the Rings. Like, it's pretty big. I was thinking about Harry good. Potter, but... No. It's a bit simple. We'd, we'd read that once and use it for kindling. <laughs> <laughs> I might use Lord of the Rings for kindling if you're not careful. The third book? <laughs> you chuck that in the bin. No. No. If you had to chuck one book in the bin. No, no, no. Okay. Well, so, Mortality, what is it? Phaedo? Yep. Um, Lord of the Rings. The Iliad. The Iliad. We need one more each. Um, oh, I could do some Stephen Pinker. That'll be good. Hmm. Maybe Daniel Kahneman, Thinking Fast and Slow. That's pretty, like, time-tested. Pretty, like, it's not too... Although, I don't think it would even just be applicable to modern society. Mm. Do you know the premise of that? No. It's basically, like, you have two modes of thinking. I believe type one is, like, you're just going to the supermarket and you just do your shopping. Like, it's you're not thinking that hard. Type two is, like, you're writing, for instance. That would definitely be type two, because you're actually thinking. Mm. Like, you're not usually in a flow state where the flow state means you're not even thinking. Mm. Like, usually there's some kind of stopping and going processing occurring. Right. And he basically explains these two systems. Maybe it's a bit simplistic, but I think there's a lot more to the book. I mean, if you think it would be valuable in the bush, then... Yeah, I'm not sure, though. I don't know what my third one would be. Can I bring... Hmm. Really hard question. Yeah. Maybe that l- the little book of, of Huga. What's that? That one. The little book of Huga. Uh, second shelf. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that one. It's basically about... It's kind of simple. It is a little simple, but the, 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 the idea is pretty useful, and it would definitely be useful. I'm sure we would have Here mental health problems in the bush at some point. And that's probably what that would be useful for. A, a, nice, bi- a nice biography would be nice. Maybe Steve Jobs' biography. No. Walter Isaacson. There are so many more people whose biography would be... Yeah, but let's say we are trapped and there's the 100-meter wall, right? Let's say we're trapped there. How would, how would we have the energy or the inspiration to go ahead and get over that? Someone like Steve Jobs is like reality distortion field. You know that idea of him? That he had this reality distortion field that he basically ignored the reality. I'm going to be honest with you. If we were dropped down in the bush forever and then we're like, okay, show me the books you brought. If you showed me Steve Jobs' biography, I would... That you'd be like... I wouldn't need to worry about food for the next few weeks. <laughs> Why? Have you read it? No, but exactly. You have not read it. You're passing judgment. I you are reading. A, you are. No. You are judging a book before it's covered. I'm passing judgment. I'm going to keep that judgment. You haven't read the book. Just... What do you know about Steve Jobs? He made Apple. Yep. I don't know. Do I you just, think he was I'm not interesting it. in any way? He was obviously a psychopath or whatever, <laughs> but like, he wasn't just a psychopath. You know, he did have some damn cool ideas. Mm. Did some pretty cool stuff. Like you should, I, I, I find it, that book was a big deal for me. Like, I read that and I was like, fuck. Alright, you can make that your third book. I don't know if I want to bring it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book. But it's not necessarily like the shit. 
Um, my third book. Let me check my Goodreads. I might have. Maybe yeah, Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Or maybe Nietzsche. Maybe that would be interesting, but it might be maybe. a little too much, a little too sad. Um, where is my Goodreads profile? Here it is. Oh, I need to download it. Never mind. <laughs> Um, hmm. I might just bring like another Plato. Maybe you can't bring two Plato books. Why? Like, like it's just a bit pointless. No. Like I oh I t- totally I would have to bring meditations one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, fair. Absolutely fair. Can I bring a an empty journal and a pencil as my third book? Um, no, you can do that. Okay. Then I'm bringing that. I'm bringing a big ass right, journal. Never mind then. Never mind then. Um, but we, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely want to bring that. We could journal some some other way. Yeah. Verbally to each other. Yeah. But surely we would need alone time to journal. Because it's like... If well, that would just be like meditation, contemplation time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But I feel like there's something different between meditation and journaling. Yeah. Like meditation feels as though it's an act of nothingness. Seeking nothingness. Or yeah. seeking... Well, I mean, you can... You create the nothingness and then you can use that emptiness to then contemplate on something. Clear yes, all of that influence. Yeah. But then won't the contemplation itself get rid of the sense of nothingness? Because the contemplation well, yes. might prompt other thoughts. But like, so you you meditate to get that nothingness, and then with that nothingness, you can fully focus on something as it is. But then without other yeah other outside mental influences. Mm. Like yes, it would ruin the the void that you would create because you're then filling it with something. Yes. But the point but is that you're it filling be, it with just that thing. But would it just fill with that thing? I feel as though it wouldn't just fill with that thing. But I feel... Hmm. I feel like if I meditate and then I'm like, oh, how do I automate hypertrophy for the masses? Like, it would... Some other shit would come creeping in. Like, it would not just... If you be, haven't created the proper conditions before you start thinking about that, then yeah. I guess that's true. Hmm. Maybe I need... I, do, I think I should probably get back on that meditation guide. Yeah, probably. Probably. How often do you meditate? Like, quite often, not daily. What do you do more, floss or meditate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to make that flossing soon because I need to go to the dentist. Oh, but you meditate. <laughs> my teeth are pretty good though. Yeah, my my toothbrush gets in between the. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> should we? Uh, I don't know if we should touch on the book. It is a totally different thing. Yeah. Um. Just to finish that, I, I'll i leave it as I don't know for my third book. I'll come back. Right. When if I you have think an of idea, it in an episode or I'll, two, we can... I'll, I'll bring it back up. Yeah. Um, um. One thing, before we move on from this, though, we'd be interested to know what you guys would pick. Yeah. If you were dropped out into the bush with one other person or just on your own... Um, and you were able to bring three books, what would you pick? Let us let us know. Yeah, and let us know if you think our choices are uh, incorrect. Yeah, or tell us if, if we're dumb or whatever. Or if, you, or if we mention some book, like, for instance, Steve Jobs, um, and let's say certain people rebuttaled that. Um, but, yeah, just give us your thoughts. Yeah. Um, we, want, we want to be able to converse with the listeners as well. We don't want it to just be kind of yeah. our own little bubble. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Like it would be on the island or the, the in the walls. Yeah. Which would not be nice. Um uh, maybe we should go do that for a week or something, see how we'd go. 
I think we would. If we die, we die for a week. We would. We would. Eat. That'd be easy. Mm. But like, well, actually, the problem though is that it, if we're just going for a week, we probably not want to break the law mm. regarding killing the all people... the birds and. Oh, okay, and that's true. that sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> Whereas if we're like, but okay. people break the law all the time, realistically. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like, like look at weed. True. Everybody smokes weed. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't want to go out just for fun to then to go like Murder a kill bunch of birds, wood yeah. pigeons and kiwi yeah. and well, things like you, that. Do you eat meat? Yeah. Is that not murder? Well, it's. It's not illegal to eat. <laughs> yes, okay, that's true. I guess <laughs> I'm not going to get like thousands and thousands. I guess of it's not a fine. Mor- I guess it's not a morality issue. How would they know? That? True, we true. eat the remainders. True, <laughs> but it's illegal for a reason. That's because there's not enough of them left. Hmm. And if we're just going out to kill them we'll the possums, purely for eat the possums, mate. Oh, we could do. Yeah, yeah a lot make of possums. Possum they eat like a trillion tons of vegetable every night. All the possums, seriously, eat, like collectively. <laughs> Not individually, all the possums. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot, like damn. Yeah. Hey, they hungry. So we'd be doing we'd be doing the country a favor. Yeah. I don't know if we could take that down, take down that many. What 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 tools could we possibly bring with us? Throw shit. But they would just dodge it. I don't. Now, have you ever thrown do? something at a possum and killed it? Find where they sleep because they burrow <laughs> on the ground. And then we go in there and find where they live. Dig it up. Sit. Set like a trap. Set some dynamite on top. When they crawl out in the evening to go do their nightly munches. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Dead. Then we go harvest our traps and our possums. And one thing that would keep us busy is we'd be like thinking of ways to trap possums and things like that. Yes, that's true. And rats. I would not be too stoked if possums were our primary source. Oh, they might be nice. You don't know. No, absolutely not. Rats, maybe? Fuck that. Absolutely not. You need to open your mind up. There's Maybe. all kinds of nice meats out What's there. What's the most exotic meat you've ever had? I don't really eat exotic meats. You do. You said something that was really strange. I mean, probably the most weird thing I've eaten is a snail. Oh, that's not that weird. But yeah, exactly. That's like if you go to Paris, if you didn't eat that, it's weird. Yeah. I haven't eaten that weird stuff. Like, like the main meat I, I eat is like sheep, cow... <laughs> Pig. Sheep mean lamb? Yeah. Oh, okay. sometimes sheep mutton. Hearts. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's mutton. Mutton. You probably eat more mutton than you think. Because it's in a lot of like shit foods like pizza. And... How dare you? How dare you? I eat like an athlete. Like, you know, when like, <laughs> like you get those frozen pizzas and they s- sprinkle like, meat on it? Oh, yeah. A, h- a lot of that's just mutton. Probably, yeah. Because it's. That pie I had earlier. Mutton. Probably. Was it? Like they say, mince, oh, they mince say it's and cheese. Mince does not specify. They say it's beef, and, but then it's like seventy-five percent beef, twenty-five percent mutton. Mm. That's still seventy-five percent. Yeah, I mean, mutton's not bad though. Mutton's just old shit. But yeah, like I, I eat the usual animals mostly, but the thing is, I like eat their hearts and their yeah, livers. That's weird. Things. That's weird, man. It's not weird. Straight up weird. Why is it not weird? Why is it weird? Because it's it the weird. best part of the animal. How? Because it's nice, it's better, it's better for you, so it's lots of nutrients, because there is evidence for it, Please. more nutrients. Present me a study. Google it. That <laughs> won't work. <laughs> it's a little too simplistic for nutrition <laughs> research. Nutrition research is way too nuanced for that. Right. If you're already getting a varied diet, I, I, I doubt the nutrients within the heart would have much of an effect in any shape or form. 
Well, depends. There are some cultures which sustain themselves almost or completely entirely with meat, mm. um, like Inuit cultures mm. who live in the Arctic and so can't grow vegetables and things. Mm. They eat just pure meat, but the way they are able to survive and have a nutritious diet is because they eat the organs and things like that. Mm. They don't just eat the flesh and then chuck out the rest. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but does that? Does that mean that we should do that? Does that mean that it's beneficial for us? They're doing it out of scarcity. Whereas you have vegetables and you have fruit and you have I reckon pies. if we're going to eat meat, we should do that. Partly because it is nutritious. It is less wasteful. Yep. And also, that's another point. If Imagine if we're eating all the organs of the animals as yes. well. We'd need so much less animals being farmed. Yeah. Could all just go vegan. We could do. I think we should at some point. Eat crickets, mate. Apparently That's cr- not vegan. Appar- yeah, but like apparently crickets are the next big thing. Like, it's like they're... they're well, we'd have lots of those. The protein the- content per water, for the amount of water you put into farm crickets. I talk- Very good. I, w- I went up north um, last year. I think it was last year. I, I went up north a few times in the last couple Classic. of years. Well, what? last year when I went up north, um, I spoke to this lady from mexico and she said that they used to go out um in their backyard and get crickets and collect them Absolutely. and eat them the whole thing yeah there's fry them they fried them put them in like put them in like tacos now. and things i'm dead serious they put them in burritos and all that fair enough you, i'm actually keen i might do that now it's almost you, cricket season you watch me i'm gonna, I'm gonna you, if you do this you won't i'm going to what are you gonna collect some no you've hyped me up for it now i'm gonna go out in my backyard okay we can have we can eat some crickets on the podcast all right eat a live cr- yeah no not in the live cr- we'll eat, no 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 we, we'll, we'll eat I'll, a whole cricket we'll fry them up put them in like butter and garlic yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to a kfc uh, uh korean fried k fried place no we'll just do it here in the kitchen yep okay you've got a pan yeah we do garlic <laughs> Butter? Yeah, we have garlic butter. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I'll bring the crickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll eat one cricket. One cricket, not multiple crickets. What if you like it? If I like it, I'll have more. Cool. Okay. It might be good. Yeah. I'll I'll collect a bunch. Get a few. Yeah. But I'll start. We'll start with one. Okay. That one. They won't be alive. Surely not. No, no, no. So I'll, how are you going to kill them? I'll stab their heads. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> If, you, if you're not willing to kill the meat, should you be eating it in general? I don't. I don't know. think so. Yeah, I don't know either. Although I've never killed any meat myself, so not maybe even I fish. Have you? No, I've never. I've never gone fishing. Well, I have killed fish before. You fucking you terror. And I, I would. I'd kill cow. And yeah, I probably. Chicken. I would kill a chicken. I don't know if I could kill a cow. I don't know if I could do that. Should I be eating beef? Oof. I just cows are so cute. Cows are like my favourite animal. They're Maybe just... don't eat them then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well... Bioavailable protein. I'll bring is, There actually is some good reasons to eat animal products. Like, it's the most bioavailable protein. That's mm. undeniable. But muscle protein synthesis or, like, growing muscle, it's by far the best. But you can just have a higher quantity of non-animal-based protein. Yeah. Uh, you can fully be healthy on a vegetarian diet. But it tastes like shit. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> no, when I start hearing crickets, well first I'll make sure they're like not a protected species or anything. Bullshit. I don't think they are. But I'll make sure that they're not. They Because I don't want to be... Here, yeah. mate, all you can hear is crickets. I'll, I'll, when I start hearing them, which should be soon, I a couple of weeks ago I heard one. I can hear a few. When I start hearing them in my backyard, I'll, I'll 
grab a few. A bunch. How do you find them? They're the they're little black things. Well, they're black in New Zealand, like that. Yeah. In general. When it's night, you can either find them before it's dark. It's like once the sun's kind of going down, it's like that twilight kind of thing. Yeah. You can see them real easily because they, they come out of their burrows and start running around. Especially if you're lawn spin they have They have burrows? Yeah, they live in little holes in the ground. Wow. <laughs> you're um, a biologist or a historian? <laughs> I just know where crickets live. Um, it's just a very Jason thing to know. <laughs> like, no one else knows that. If I asked any of my flatmates, how do crickets live? They wouldn't have a fucking clue. I would never know that. But it's just not... It's well, just, now you know. It's just the thing that... They dig holes, little holes in the dirt and sleep in them. Sounds like a peaceful life. And you know Sounds why they're so like loud? Our, our life. Do you know why they're so loud? Because they stand at the entrance of their burrows Seriously? and chirp into the burrow, so it amplifies the sound. Why? Because it amplifies the sound. But, like, why? Oh, it's to mate. So it's only oh, the males that do it. Oh, shit. Only the males do it, and Fucking it's to call respect. out... They're literally the standing females. outside their room. Yeah. And they're, like, come Netflix They use chill. it like a megaphone. They're, like, screaming. Yeah. Netflix basically. Basically. Jeez. <laughs> so they all start up soon. A few weeks, probably. Um, when I start hearing them, I'll go out and I'll collect a bunch of crates but i'll have to like i'll do it the night before we record yeah they better be fresh yeah and you put that you put that shit in the fridge i will 100 percent. oh i'm not we try to keep it on my desk you should google how to eat crickets because we might be doing it wrong i mean yeah we might get parasites or something yeah i'm gonna do some googling for sure 100 maybe i'll need a freeze poo in there of course there's gonna be poo in there exactly have you ever eaten like shrimp prawns no Never. Maybe one. You get like a whole long string of yeah, poo in there. fuck that. Fuck that. It's just... Disgusting. I hate shrimps, man. <laughs> shrimps. Why would anyone eat shrimp? They're nice. Why? Like, they're, they're just a little insect that swims. Alright. Like, fuck that. Alright. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, all I'll need to do is freeze them, and then we just fry them up. That should get rid of all any germs, bacteria in them. Fry them up and... They are high in protein. And garlic... Butter, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of seasoning. Yep. Um, then get toothpicks and eat the whole thing. Mm. Mm. They're gonna be chewy or crunchy. They'll be crunchy, crunchy as fuck. Yeah. surely. Especially if we're basically deep frying them in garlic butter. I don't know. If we want to deep fry them. I feel well, like we should leave some of the original taste there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not literally deep frying. <laughs> Chicken. But like they'll be soaked in butter and they'll. What do you think? They would just taste like dirt. I reckon. Sure. No, I reckon they'll be quite nice. What do you reckon? It tastes like nuts with butter. I think it would be quite a nutty flavour. Surely. Well, dirty nutty. Sort of. Yeah, I reckon it would be quite tasty. I don't know if it would be tasty. But I guess the there's the whole psychological... Ugh. Yeah. You know? you got to get over shrimps. that. Yeah. Maybe I should start with shrimps. I'll have a shrimp <laughs> as a warm-up. And then I'll be like, oh, crickets. No, we're going to do crickets. No, no, I'll have a shrimp first, like an hour later, an hour before. Okay. And then I'll be like, okay, now it's time for the... It's just no big deal. It's basically the same thing on land. What's the difference? Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So I'll find out if we need to do anything special to prepare. But I'll collect I'll collect heaps if I can. Chuck them in a container. See if there's like a way to trap them as well. That might be the go. But I think I'll have to just hunt them. Yeah. So episode 97 or something. Well, not well, 97. No, actually soon. probably like episode 20 or something. No, sooner. 11? Nine. Maybe even like six or five should or something. We add, should we aim for episode 10 of the podcast? Well, it'll have we to be when, a cricket it'll have to be when they, they they come out, when they start doing their chirping. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to find Depends them. Depends how hard we look. 
What, what, what month is it? What was the date? Fourth day? Surely they're here by now. I this heard. is meant to be peak New Zealand summer. Yeah. I, I've only heard like one cricket. Yeah, I haven't heard the Usually they're loud as yeah. anything. Mm, maybe but something's wrong. My girlfriend said that they usually come out in January. And she hates them, so she knows when they're coming. <laughs> so, I know, hopefully they'll come out soon. Yeah. And then, when, when they come out, I'll message you and say, I can hear the crickets. Right. I'm going to bring them next time. You can't just spring it on me. Why? All right, I, I'll no, have to. You have to, yeah. Just bring them. Don't even tell me. Just bring the crickets. Bring them out on the podcast and don't... No, because I, no, sure I need to make sure you've got your butter and garlic. We have butter and garlic at all times. Okay. Supermarket down the road. Should be right. It's, they're going to be nice, trust me. I hope so. I don't know. I'm hoping. Well, the Mexican I lady I talked to said that they're nice. I'm excited. If I... It would be... I would look back with regret if I never ate the crooked. Mm. So, hey. And it might be the future. So, getting in... I'd rather be an early adopter than not, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's the downside? Tastes like dirt. Yeah, and if we get dropped in the bush and forced to survive, yeah. then... We won't have any garlic or butter, but we could make something similar, surely. Yeah, we could roast them over over a fire. Yeah, but it's, it's still cricket. <clears throat> it's just cricket. We can make, like, a big, like, cricket kebab... Mm. Roast it. Sounds good. <laughs> or mush them up, make like a kind Oh of, yeah, like a like a cricket, paste. cricket butter. Yeah. Put it on some bread. Yeah. Or like some, I don't know what we wouldn't have bread. Do you think we could figure out how to make bread? R- we could roast rat and dip it in cricket butter. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that would actually probably be the best meal we could have. Yeah. Like, what else are we gonna have out there? Berries. Berries would slap. We kind don't of skeptical, know. yeah. Yeah. A little bit skeptical. <laughs> Same with berries. mushrooms. Mushrooms. No, I would, I would, I would fuck with the mushrooms. It had to be done. Like, you know those huge orange ones that you find? No. Magic mushrooms? No. They're like huge, big orange mushrooms. I think they're edible. I think. Yeah. You we, can, we would can test. We would die. We'd honestly die. We're I just don't think eat. we would live. I think we'd live if we just avoided the mushrooms and the berries. Yeah. But man, a life without like fruit... Berries. I guess we'd have fruit. Like if we, if we're not, if we're not going to try the berries, just because they're, they're kind of dangerous. I don't know. Surely we could somehow test the berries. Like the dose makes the poison. Yeah, true. See how you feel after the berry. We have this tiniest sliver of the berry, and then we up the dosage from there. We could probably observe like what do the rats and possums eat? Because they're yes. animals. Yep. And All so right. if they can eat them, we probably can. That's probably what humans did at the start. Yeah. That might be the way to go. Yeah, I don't think it was a case of just, like, someone testing them out and trial and error. Yeah, it was probably right. observing. Well, you probably know. These ones are not safe because my mate ate them and now he's dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, should we end that off here? Yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> Went a bit off topic, but that's absolute okay. Absolute rabble. That's what we, that's, no, that's what we're here for. That's, yeah, that was and, an that's the intention of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, we don't know. It's to ramble. Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoy listening to the rambles. Um, Would you like to read out that quote? Yes. I've got a quote here. It's not super related to what we've just been discussing, really. (laughs) Not at all, really. Um, But it's it's by a man called Ananda Kumaraswamy. He was a um, metaphysician in the 20th century, and he introduced a lot of um, Indian and Hindu thought to the West. Um, There's just a quote by him from a wider essay he wrote. Um, The inferior man regulates his life by externals. Inasmuch as he is constrained by desire for long life, 
reputation, riches, rank, or offspring, he is not free. The superior man is of another sort, and of him it may be said, with Chuan Tzu, that they live in accordance with their own nature. In the whole world they have no equal. They regulate their life by inward things. So basically it's just a quote saying to, I mean I guess it's somewhat stoic, isn't it? In a way. It's yeah. saying to regulate your life by what? What is internal? What is a, what is your nature? What is something that you can control? And not mm. fussing over external things like um, reputation, riches, rank, that sort of thing. Of mm. course, it's not saying to avoid those things. It's yeah. just saying not to dictate your life by a desire for those things. And um, by not doing that and by just living your life revolving around internal things and what you can control is is path to freedom yeah i think it's a good quote um i feel as though people often misinterpret the stoic sort of idea of mm. not letting your emotions control what you do yeah. or not being swayed by external factors or, or material possessions and things like that um but i think in general it's like i don't know i think i, I think it's like it's not that we don't want those things but it's like if that is the thing that you're finally following after the whole time rather than like meaning or fulfillment yeah. or something like that problematic yeah. I guess it needs this, the, these external things need to be like tools something to assist you in, hmm. in, in more internal more inward goals yes like for instance if I got given $50,000 or I earned $50,000 I could then use that yeah. to fulfill a goal by buying a tool yeah. that could help me I don't know, automate hypertrophy or something. Yeah, it shouldn't be the goal, it should be the the part of the process of getting the goal. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's a quote for the week, so we'll just finish on that, and yeah. hopefully you can take that to heart and yeah, yeah. help you in whatever you do. Cool. Um, Jason, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me online on my website, uh, www.talesfromardon.com. There'll be a link to that in the in the thingy show notes um <laughs> and also uh you can find me on my social media on instagram twitter facebook um with the same username tales from ardon that's spelt um a-r-d-o-n-n um and also i'm on medium writing there as well uh, jason c malone is my username um, and then, of course, we've got our email address, podcast.tobefrank, and mm. the Instagram with the same username. Mm. Yeah, you're always quite shy about your beat um, It's quite, <laughs> quite strange. <laughs> um, if you want to find my stuff, um, you can search The Hypertrophy Hub or The Hypertrophy Hub on Instagram. That'll also come up on the internet soon. Um, if you just search that in Google, it'll likely come up. Not yet, though, um, but pretty soon. Um and if you want to find any of my content on YouTube, things like that, um, just search James Walsham, W-A-L-S-H-A-M, Walsham. Um, yeah, that's about it. I also have a podcast, a second podcast, uh, the Hypertrophy Hub podcast, but it's pretty nerdy, <laughs> pretty much scientists talking about muscle growth at the highest level that I can possibly get. So if you're into that, cool, man. Like. <laughs> listen um, or if you just like james's voice yeah if you just, i don't talk as much in it but um yeah if you want to hear my voice you can i don't know replay the intro on repeat or something <laughs> i don't know 